1: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at
0: milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the gut reaction episode mile high huddle podcast i'm your host chad jensen with me my fellow football priest you know him you love him he's the deputy editor of mile high huddle zach kelberman zach you know i've really sucked this year in particular picking bronco games uh i for whatever reason i just didn't see this being a win i didn't foresee it being a blowout but the broncos got blown out i get it on the road east coast there's a there's a couple of excuses ready made that you know the team can or the or the excuse makers can lean on, but Zach, what is your gut reaction to what I can only call official rock bottom for the Denver Broncos? Yeah, there is no excuse.
1: You know, the Carolina Panthers are the second worst team in the NFL, maybe behind Houston and the Broncos just got blown out by them. It took them until garbage time of the fourth quarter to finally get in the end zone. And you saw how hard it is for the Broncos just to score a touchdown. I don't get it. But I do at the same time, and it's become abundantly clear. Same thing I tweeted is how I feel right now, and I'm right on the screen because I'm red internally after witnessing a same old Broncos loss. I have no narrative to push. I have no bias to confirm. I advocated strongly for his hiring. As Chad knows, Scott knows, every all one of you know in the chat, I wanted Nathaniel Hackett, but it's time for the Broncos to fire. Nathaniel Hackett ripped the freaking Band-Aid off. The team has quit on him completely. The defense, too, now is declining. Uh, No coincidence there. They're throwing their hands up. Mike Purcell's out there screaming at Russell Wilson. And if you watch the replay of that video, Nathaniel Hackett's right there within shouting distance. His reaction or lack thereof tells you everything. He stood there just like that, just like that. He's not a leader. He's not a head coach. He needs his pink slip. ASAP. That's how I feel.
0: Imagine getting a job, Zach, and it's a coveted job and it's one of the rarest in the world. And I mean, we're talking elite. There's only 32 of these jobs on the planet. You're going to make millions of dollars. And as part of your interview, you say, you know what? If you hire me, I'll hire someone to teach me how to do my job. Do I get the gig? And George Payton's like, you know what? You're thinking, enough just outside the box that this could work this is the upside down world we're living in but Deanna she's throwing down from the top rope helping us amidst these dark times in the mile high city thank you keep the lights on so thank you Deanna she says with a very generous super chat hey Chad and Zach the offense looked horrific Hackett needs fired today unbelievable the team just looked like they gave up in the second quarter MHH for life we really appreciate you Deanna. And yes, I agree. Um, I was, I'm trying to remember now. I think it was like three minutes left in the second quarter and the Broncos had minus one passing yards. So Zach, my question to you riffs off what Deanna's is getting off her chest here with the super chat, which is I call this rock bottom. Is this where it happens? Was this the game Zach, where the owners just go, look, I know that he's getting fired anyway, but we got to do something to save some face here and fire Nathaniel Hackett when he gets home tomorrow.
1: I feel like we keep moving the goalpost on what rock bottom really is for the Broncos. You could argue they were sinking to that point even after week one. Had the, the pretty much a no-show in Seattle. That game set the tone for the entire season. The following week, the fans were counting down the play clock. They couldn't get a punt returner on the field. It's been one low after another. I thought losing the Josh McDaniels, getting swept by him of all people would be rock bottom. But right. when you go to Carolina and that stadium is half full because the Panthers are that bad, there were more Broncos fans there and you score three points until garbage time, Chad, you have no urgency I mean, they're down by whatever, 20 points, whatever it was, Chad, multiple possessions, and they're running the football, just taking their sweet old time. They've checked out, and when a team checks out, just like the Panthers did under Matt Rule, they fired Matt Rule. They need to fire Nathaniel Hackett now. Peyton needs to show some accountability, or else the longer he tolerates this, enables it, it reflects on him.
0: Jonathan Peterson one jumping in with a super chat, very generous early before we even went live. Thank you, big dog. So says Jonathan Hackett's fired after this game, right? Russ looked worse than a rookie and got outplayed by Darnold. Uh, eight exclamation point tries to get into the end zone. This is a team in rebuild mode without the pieces to do so. Yeah. Russell Wilson, man. Um, I mean, your guys' guess is as good as ours, in all honesty. Like, nobody can really fathom what's happening with Russell Wilson. Zach, the closest I can get is that this just simply is not anywhere close to the right coaching fit for him. And now my concern is, has he been ruined, right? Right. R-U-I-N-T. Has he been ruined by Nathaniel Hackett? That's my fear. I hope not. I'm going to I'm going to go on the assumption based on his decorated career that the answer to that is no but it is a concern.
1: I'm starting to think Seattle might have known a thing or two about Russell Wilson. That's why they w- wanted to get rid of him so badly and install Geno Smith as the starter. You know, I keep hoping that Hackett's the problem because it's easy to cut bait with Hackett and retain Russell. You're married to Russell Wilson for at least three years or so. But when I see him out there on the field, you know, negative one passing yards, he had 80-something passing yards in the fourth quarter. He looks like he does not want to be out there. I I, I don't know the genesis of that. Look or or attitude he gives off, Chad, but he doesn't look like a field general. He doesn't look like he loves football right now. I understand the Broncos. It's a transition to a new team, new teammates, in the locker room, whatever. They've had a losing season. He's been hit. He's been badly coached, but it also falls on him. Still holding on to the football way freaking too long. It just seems like he's shot. It seems like a car that got one of his wheels blown off, and they're just, you know, gliding down the road now. And when Mike Purcell screamed at, at uh, Russell Wilson, Wilson took it. I mean, he stood there like a and just—he <laughs> just accepted it. Yeah, it's like you're Thank Mike you. Purcell. Who are you to me? You're a backup defensive tackle, and I'm the 250 million dollar quarterback. And he stood there, pretty beta, and took the insult. He has no fire. I don't know if the Broncos wore him down, or if that fire was extinguished before he got to Denver. We can only hope it's the former. As sad as that is,
0: man, I want to know what was said. I want to know what Mike Purcell. Because you're right. That's right. It's like, w- where do you get off in a sense? But at the same time, it's like, hey, respect the cojones on a guy who has the uh, cashews, the fortitude, whatever, to pull that card on a guy that's making more money than he'll ever sniff uh, and his kids and his kids' kids just this year. You know what I mean? Naj, what's up, bro? We love you. We appreciate Thank you. you. We're right there with you, dog. We're in the doldrums with you, like I said when we kicked off the stream. Hand in hand, Zach and I are diving into the abyss. We're there with you, bud. He says, today is the lowest point I have felt in my 38 years as a, a, of being a Broncos fan. It's not just the horrifically painful offense. It's the total loss of hope for the future. I don't want to watch another game, but sadly, I will. Yeah. I know we're all addicted. I feel for all of Broncos country. We feel for you. It sucks. Um, Zach, what makes this, he, what he's getting at here about the loss of hope for the future right is russell wilson looks broken um, washed you can fit, you, you can use whatever word you want but he looks like he's irredeemable like it's it's over and and if it's over <clears throat> pardon me the only way the broncos kind of survive that is if he is a big man and says i retire and re- release uh, releases that money back to the Denver Broncos gotcha. or whatever. But that's not going to happen, dude. It was bad enough today, Zach, that the guys calling the freaking game were talking about and, and mulling over, well, maybe you sit Russell Wilson, yeah. right? I mean, you know, maybe we need to see Brett ripping. it When it's that bad, that's why Naj is going, you know, we we barely by the skin of our teeth had to trade away a great player to get a first-round pick so that we have a first-round pick this year, this next draft. We don't have one or a two the the season after that. I understand what he's trying to say about loss of hope for the future.
1: You know what the announcing crew on Fox also, I can't remember his name, the uh, play-by-play guy. He said, Broncos fans deserve better. And ain't that the truth? It's been that way for quite a while, but it's easier to stomach when it's Vic Fangio and Teddy Bridgewater versus the, you know, the coach that everyone wanted or was excited about. Then you bring in a nine time pro bowler via one of the biggest trades in league history in Russell Wilson, the expectations, you know, understandably were through the roof and we added to that, but we didn't know no one knew it was going to be this bad to this extent. We all thought there were going to be hiccups. No one thought, you know, 17 and zero. but my God, negative one passing yards. Uh, at some point in the game, when you just are playing one of the worst teams and you're, you have nothing to lose at this point. You should be going out there and playing football and having fun and look like they don't even want to be on the field. But you hit on something, Chad. I was going to say, he's broken right now, but the question becomes, is it irreparable? Because it's a, if it's irreparable, irredeemable, like you said, the Broncos are in you know hell for quite a while. But if he's broken and you can fix him a la maybe Daniel Jones with the right head coach or play call or whatever – Then the future is not looking so murky. But right now, you know, if you would ask me three months ago, how would you feel on November 27th? I have never been more depressed in my time covering the Broncos.
0: My bad. Russell Wilson needs a head coach that he can follow. In other words, a guy with enough cachet, a guy with enough clout that he, when the, when the coach opens his mouth to listen, Russell Wilson is all ears. I don't think it's ever been that way with Nathaniel Hackett. I think Nathaniel Hackett's like the goofy uncle that knows the offense. And so there might come a time here and there where I'll ask you something, but like, just leave me alone, uh, Uncle Nate, you know, I'm doing my thing. Get out of my hair, Nate. Let me do my thing. Ryan, thank you, big dog. Good evening, fellas. And Broncos Country. Wilson, he says, is washed. Sutton is extremely overrated. And thanks, Mike Purcell. Something had to be said to Wilson. Yeah, we gotta we gotta know what that was, man. Uh Zeus in the house, dude. Zeus McPeak. Um, uh, don't know if we'd still be doing these these live stream pods, uh, or at least at the level that we do them, were it not for the support and presence, encouragement, community drive of Mr. Stu McPeak. Thank you, Big Dog. First face etched in the MHH Super Chat Superstar Mount Rushmore. Love you, Big Dog. He says, "I never wish for anyone to be fired, but Hacken needs to go." #Hashtag Accountable. Zach, what what more? What do you gain if you're the Broncos by holding on to him? Like, try and put yourself in their in their thought process for a second. Like why would you maybe drag your heels?
1: Because the guy firing him was the guy who hired him, and he has a new owner looking over his shoulder, and he doesn't want it reflected on him. That's the only thing I can think of, but you already removed play-calling duty from Nathaniel Hackett. He has no purpose now. So if you hang on to him, Chad, you're doing more harm than good. I have a couple points real quick. Uh, Stu, appreciate you so much. You are a legend. Seriously, always good to see you. But if the Broncos are losing someone like Stu, who, as he says, never wishes for anyone to be fired. He's generally an optimistic fan. That tells you all you need to know if the the Broncos are at rock bottom. Number two, really quickly, uh, Hackett's holding his post-game presser right now. He said he didn't see Mike Purcell yelling at Russell Wilson. He was literally standing about three feet away. So the wheels are coming all the way off of this Broncos bus, quickly.
0: Most definitely. Diamond Rattler, hey bro, I know you're in just about gum every single chat we appreciate your dedication your consistency what you mean to the community keeping the 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 conversation going thank you for the super chat as well my friend and um i don't have it displayed right this moment but it shall be i still love that uh that piece that you that you made up and sent the medallion very cool i'll i'll flash it on the uh, next stream jess appreciate you bro this is lower than vance joseph vic fangio and josh mcdaniels I kind of uh, said as much myself, bro, on Twitter earlier. I, I agree with you. Uh, Chris Hernandez, nothing but much love and respect for this man, who we got to kick it with. It was really cool, and his lovely wife at the meet and greet a couple months back. You're the man, Chris. He says, I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to do. Hashtag coaching, coaching, coaching. Yes, sir. Hashtag I'm with. Gosh, don't you want to know what he was saying? I'm just like dying to find out. That's got to come out somewhere somehow. I hate your Subway sandwich.
1: I I don't know what he could have possibly screamed at him. Uh, I think it's just frustration from the entire season and Chad boiling over. Honestly, the defense has busted their ass every single game, keeping the offense in it. Same thing we talk about every podcast. And the offense scores, you know, three points until the fourth quarter. I don't blame Mike Purcell at all. And Chris, I'm right there with you, man. I am team Purcell on this
0: uh, little argument. Patriot Tex, you're the man, dude. Thank you for the super chat. He says, if Russ was a man of principle, he'd retire at season's end. There is nothing positive for this team to look forward to. I honestly can't care anymore. There are no avenues for this team to uh, rebuild. Well, you care. You're here with us. It sucks. And in that sense, I don't think all hope is lost. All right. We're, we're all in this together. We're still breaking it down. We're all, it might be boiled down. It might just be us commiserating uh, to be frank. It might be, but no, we, 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 the passion that surrounds this team, it's there for a reason, even in the, the dark times, which it's been since Super Bowl 50, but I feel you it's hard to find a positive. I mean, today, what can you take away positive from this game? Other than a 52 yard rush by Latavius Murray, the first time the Denver Broncos yeah. get a rush over 20-plus yards of the season, he busts off a double one, right? He goes 52 for you. Two plays later, Russ stri- strips sack, fumble. Panthers get the ball back. Uh, cut to what, what was the other thing? They, they muff a punt, right? The Panthers muff that punt. Broncos recover. Best you can do. Deep in enemy territory is three points. Yep. When the football gods give you these gifts – You got to do more than with them, Zach, than what they've been able to do. Then we'll get uh, fractalized here.
1: Yeah, another McManus uh, missed today as well. So that's kind of par for the course for him. Positives from this game. I mean, on a very micro level, maybe Dulcich, he looks like he could be the future at tight end. Brandon Johnson looked pretty good today at wide receiver. I mean, at this point, it's all about 2023 and figuring out the players that you want to retain for next year and those that you want to get rid of. But, you know, when you lose a game like this, when you're mired at three and eight, uh,
0: not a lot to like, not a lot of positives to go over. Fractalized, this is a uh, newer name. Welcome, my dog. Thank, Thank you, you very much for that very, very generous super chat. He says, and by the way, make sure you connect with us. This goes for all of you, especially Super Chat Superstars, those people that are the most engaged and supportive directly of what we do here. Connect with us on Twitter uh, so that we can keep in touch with you, keep the conversation going, and then, of course, tag you uh, after each and every episode. But Fractalize, Zach says, as a new fan of the show, MHH has been the best part of the season. Ah, you're a prince. Thank you. Having others to relate to may be the only thing that keeps me watching their games. Hashtag Broncoholics anonymous hashtag MHH for life. I feel you big dog. And thank you very much. That's very kind. And we're glad that you found us. Welcome to the manger, homie.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to start, you know, uh, sniffing around farts here, Chad, but I feel like we do a good job of being relatable for the average fan and not blowing smoke, not being too negative, just telling it like it is. So fractalize definitely appreciate you tuning in and, uh, your generosity there. Hopefully you can continue tuning in to future
0: shows, despite what the Broncos put on the field every week. Hey, um, Scott, after Jordan, I want to do a little uh, matter of business or Jordan. It's it's just Jordan, right? We've, we settled this once in the, in the distant past. It's Jordan spelled kind of cool. Um, are you remembering this right, Zach, the same way I am, or am I tripping? I mean, the I makes me want to say Jordan, but I be- know, but dude, Maul, you could be a Sith Lord, dude. That's a rad name. I'm officially embarrassed to call myself a Broncos fan. I live in Southwest Washington and all my friends are laughing about the Russell trade, a top three pick for sure. Well, that's if you had a first round pick of your own, right? So the the first round pick the Denver Broncos currently possess was acquired via the Bradley Chubb trade from Miami, but that actual first round pick belongs to San Francisco. So as you're rooting for where are we at in the draft and you're kind of settling your rooting interest for the season as the Broncos continue to torpedo, uh, pay close attention to how San Francisco finishes because that's where the Broncos will be drafting in the first round if indeed they draft in the first round. And don't use that to try and coax Sean Payton out of retirement.
1: Fingers crossed for that. I can't even imagine – it's jordan by the way, he confirmed it. So I can't even imagine – Living in enemy territory, all those Seahawks fans, they, they're they still in my mentions on Twitter from week one because of all the crap I talked and I don't blame them. They can clap back at me because the Broncos let me down. Um, the thing, though, I wanted to make this point. It, it's not entirely hopeless if you want to go through a rebuild. The Broncos do have a few avenues and I, it might be a silver lining or whatever, but you do have that first round pick you acquired from Miami via San Francisco you have the richest Owner in the NFL so if you want to Hire a coach like Sean Payton that's off The salary cap they have their own salary cap For that, so the Broncos can do that And they despite the Russell Wilson Contract they'll have some money to play Around with because they didn't bring back Bradley Chubb so they can make some moves Next offseason to put them back in contention But first things first you got To find the right head coach same story every Year
0: guys uh, We are pleased to inform you we have officially launched our tiktok channel all right uh make sure you head over if you're a tiktok user i'm putting the link in the chat right now and uh give us a follow because we have some really fun cool plans for tiktok my teenage uh, sons finally swung the argument zach's been pounding the table zach's been like tiktok let's go i'm just kidding but we're on tiktok now guys and uh we have some fun cool plans for the platform and and how we want to continue breaking down the Broncos and keeping the conversation going there. So do your football priest a solid and go give us a follow uh, at TikTok. The handle as you can see, mile underscore high underscore huddle, just like our Instagram account. So go check us out on TikTok. Um, okay, Wero in the house. What's up, big dog? He says nothing to say anymore. Making myself Moscow mules mm-hmm. in an attempt to forget. I'm a Broncos fan. Firing Hackett won't change this season. There's five bucks. Thank you, buddy. Seriously, thank you for the five bucks. Okay, you're not wrong. Firing Hackett isn't going to change the ultimate outcome of this season. It might give him a temporary, short-lived lift, as Scott mentioned in our chat. Zach, uh, the the Panthers interim head coach Wilkes, et cetera. He's three and zero since taking over his interim. When the when the or at home, pardon me. Uh, right, top three at home. Yes, so. You never know how it can, when it's a black hole, and that's what it is right now. It's just this hovering over the Broncos is this dark cloud of bad juju that it seems like it's following the Broncos, Zach, but what it's actually doing is following Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson. Um, I think mainly Nathaniel Hackett. And so if you get rid of Nathaniel Hackett, maybe there's still a little that covers you a little bit, but you disperse it. Uh, you burst that bad boy by showing him the door.
1: You said that about Wilkes, and the first thing that came to my mind was Wilkes has as many wins at home as an interim coach as Nathaniel Hackett does the All entire yep. season. And when I say coaching, 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 it's not just a T-shirt or a slogan or a cliche or whatever. It is the God's honest truth. And maybe this is uh, more confirmation bias for the Broncos going after a retread. Wilkes had one year as the Arizona Cardinals head coach, but at least he had that one year. Nathaniel Hackett never had any experience, and we're seeing what happens. So it's really sad state of affairs when Hackett's your head coach.
0: Ray J, got tickets to this game for my birthday and would have accepted a bad game, but this was historically mediocre. Might not watch another game this year. And that's the way, uh, Ray J, I'm sorry it shook out that way for you, big dog, being there for your birthday and all. That sucks, dude. Um, But... It's this kind of a clapback, this kind of a feedback from the fan base that if nothing else, Zach, might uh, spur some action from the uh, capitalist-oriented Walton Penner group.
1: Yeah, uh, RJ, happy birthday. Sorry it was uh, so craptastic because of the Broncos. but Yeah, you know, the Waltons aren't beholden, certainly not to Nathaniel Hackett or George Payton or anyone in the Broncos building. They're beholden to the fan base because the fans bring in the money, the revenue stream, and they don't want to lose that revenue stream. You mentioned they're capitalists. They're billionaires for a reason. So I'm not advocating to boycott Broncos games or don't watch Broncos games. I'm not going to tell you guys how to be a fan, but that's if you want to hit them, hit them in their pockets.
0: Yep. David Wilder. Thank you, big dog. Uh, Another great member of our community throwing down. He says Hackett should be fired today and not come home on the team plane. It's like, no, you, Hey, Nate, Not only are you fired, I know you live in Denver now, but you're not going to be able to ride on the the, (laughs) – Best I can do with an Uber. Yeah, take an Uber. (laughs) Cross the Fruited Plain, my friend. Um, Thank you, David. You're the the man. Um, This is uh, unfortunate, Zach, that I have to bring this up, but two weeks in a row, Patrick Sertan's getting torched, Mm -hmm. and no longer is he the guy that opposing quarterbacks – Avoid now, they're going at him with a plum. What's going on there, you think?
1: Well, I mean, anytime he lets up a, a reception now because he's been so good and he set the bar so high, fans are scrutinizing him and fans are kind of lumping him in with the rest of the team. But the defense has kind of taken a slight downturn, and I question whether they just finally threw in the towel. You know, Mike Purcell screaming at, I mean, visibly publicly on the sideline in front of the head coach. A defensive player screaming at the quarterback and the offensive captain. I just think the the defense checked out. Like I said, they've been busting their behinds every single game, and the offense has just took the week off pretty much every time. So I think it's just an overall going through the
0: motions mindset on defense now. Naj, again, number two tonight. Thank you, Uh, Naj, so much. You're the man, dude. Love you, big dog. He says, today was the game we sadly envisioned was on the horizon, lacking effort, lacking energy, the disinterest of the defense, and Hackett looking like he's still enjoying Thanksgiving off. We badly need an experienced coach to hopefully change the woeful culture. Zach, on this topic, if you are Sean Payton and you retired from the game, you left your post with years left on your contract, you know the Saints control your rights, what could coax you out of retirement more the prospect of working with a young elite quarterback, like a Justin Herbert, potentially like we hear rumors that he's, he could be interested in a job like that if it opened up or many tens of millions of dollars that the Walton Penner group could uh, bestow upon him.
1: I think regardless, he's made enough money. First of all, as a, a coach where he doesn't really need to chase the money, it's chasing his best opportunity, whatever he wants pretty good position to be. in, if, if I say so myself, you know, why would he come to Denver? Money aside, it's a reclamation project. I mean, this is a laughingstock franchise now. They're no longer a premier franchise that sets the standard of the championship standard. They're the opposite of that. They are a, a clown show. So if I'm Sean Payton, if it's, you know, $10 million to come to Denver versus $8 million to come to L.A. and Coach Herbert versus take on a 34-year-old by then going on 35-year-old Russell Wilson who looks completely broken – I don't know why he'd come here. The other rumor is he likes Arizona as an opportunity. I don't know. You know, that's sad when Kyler Murray, who'd rather play Call of Duty than quarterback his team, is a more attractive option for you than Russell Wilson, a nine-time Pro Bowler, former Super Bowl champion.
0: I'm just, uh, do you think we get, hey, Scott, do you think we get copyright claimed if I show that clip of Purcell screaming at Russ? Nod for yes, like this for no. What do you think? I don't think so either. Let's let's flash it because it's not actually showing the product on the field. I think we're we're okay. Um, in case you guys missed it, you know I'm seeing a lot of comments both on Twitter and in our live chat, Zach, of people turning the game off in the first quarter, which is fully understandable. Uh, but check this out, okay? Mm. Hackett has no reaction whatsoever, and he said he didn't hear him.
1: He's standing right there. So he's what a liar you, on top of being a bad head coach.
0: Remind me what happened on the field to play before. I, I can't remember? recall that. No. Scott, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and find it. There's a, there was yellow laundry. Oh, I'll circle back. Keith, haven't felt this low since McDaniel's era and the 50-point loss to the Raiders. Yeah, that was brutal, man. That was brutal. Uh, yeah, I still am, as you might tell, I'm a little traumatized still by that. I'm going to start shaking back and forth and sucking my thumb. Just kidding, but Keith, I know. It's bad, dog. It's bad. Um, I could – Larry, thank you, big dog. Um, I could envision Zach maybe – maybe he did something. I'm trying to remember. Like, all this crap of these games starts blending together, right? Um, Maybe it was something like – I don't know. He might have even just offered a word of encouragement, dude. And Purcell was like, shut the front door. I don't want to hear it from you right now, dude. Go out and, and carry some water, man. We're put, you're putting this all on our – I don't know what it was, but I think as we stretch further into this week, we'll start to hear some things from the guys um, that are actually the the media guys that are in that locker room that can – hey, off the record, you do you know what that was about. You know, We'll hear about it. Victor, thank you, bro. That's a newer name. Victor T has the Broncos – have the Broncos ever had a first overall pick before? It belongs to Seattle either way. So, geez, um, yeah, the Broncos draft pick does belong to Seattle. But I think no, the highest the Broncos have ever drafted, number two overall, Von Miller, 2011. That was the all-time highest draft pick they ever earned, so to speak. Um, whoa, I see, uh, I see Ethan throwing down from the top rope, throwing down hard. Uh, the DWI guys, a great member of our community. More than that, a great friend, supporter of what we do, and a diehard Broncos fan from across the pond. Got to hang out with him. Scott did at the uh, Broncos-Jags game. You're a prince, my friend. Thank you for that very generous super chat, brother. Seriously, you know we we love and appreciate you, Big E. He says everyone knows what needs to be done. And the longer this drags out, the worse it is for the team and the players. Fire hack it tonight. Yes. Just cut the just just do it. Just rip the band-aid off. Zach, it then turns to well, who's the interim, right? Um, the guy with the most head coaching experience on this staff is 72 years old by the name of Dom Capers. He's a two-time NFL head coach, a multi-year coordinator. Um brainchild behind that 2010 Packers world champion defense with um, Aaron Rodgers. That team. Uh, But he's old, dude. He's old. He's so old, Zach, that when he sat down to get his AP picture done for the team, you know, for his profile pic for the team, he had this massive white uh, nostril hair sticking out and didn't (laughs) even notice. That's how old this dude is, okay? Need I say more? You could promote Azuro Evero, who – Has some uh, swag to his name right now, which it's increasingly beginning to dim with these type of performances where, you know, big plays and the red zone defense not holding up. But this is something that uh, Benjamin Albright emphasized last week, which is if you promote him right now, you own his right. So you could fire the head coach and go out there, Zach, and look to hire a new guy. And you would still own the rights to Azuro Evero unless he were to get a promoted job. So, in other words, a head coaching job. Then you you would have you couldn't do anything, or whatever. Uh, but if you promote him to interim, it's a it's a new contract, so to speak. And then when that job dissolves at the end of the season, you're no longer in control of his rights. So, do you really want to make him your interim guy if you want to try and keep him around in 2023 and beyond? So then, who Clint Kubiak? Give me a break, dude. Give me a break. Gary, this man is not. Uh, Bill Kolar, this dude has been relegated to like, you know, consultant mode, basically on field consultant. Who do you turn to? And that might be part of the reason why they're dragging their heels.
1: Well, you used uh, you started to say cut and I'll finish that analogy for you. It's like, you know, I hate to say it, but you have a tumor and you want to cut it out before it becomes malignant. And it was benign for a few weeks in the season, but it's become malignant now. And the longer the Broncos don't cut it out, the worse it's going to be overall for the culture, for just the entire locker room, players, coaches, everyone. If you fire Hackett, which I think they should absolutely do, you just need a warm body to wear the headset for the last six games, whatever it is. It would have to be probably capers because he has coaching. It doesn't really matter that he's old. The Broncos had Vic Fangio. I mean, he has to stand there and, maybe uncross his arms every now and then. Clint Kubiak could be something if they want to get a closer look at him, but I just think they're trying to get by until 2023. Evero, do you keep him with a defensive-minded head coach? So let's assume the Broncos fire Nathaniel Hackett. They go out and hire someone like Dan Quinn. Do you keep Evero around, or do you let him go elsewhere? If they do, the Broncos get two third-round draft picks because of the new Uh, NFL uh, minority hiring process. So there's pros and cons to both, but first thing is first, you got to cut out the tumor, man.
0: Well said. Deanna, number two tonight, number two top rope super chat for the night. Thank you so much, my friend. She says, I think if Peyton doesn't fire Hackett, his job would be on the block. I agree with Purcell. I agree with Purcell. I just want to know what he said. Uh, Love you guys this season. You are the only positive left MHH for life. So kind. We love you. Appreciate the the kind words. Yeah, we're, we'll, uh, I think, eventually find out what was said. Larry, appreciate that, my friend. He says, definitely need to fire Hackett. Anything, uh, any competent coach will have Russ rolling. Something needs to be done. No accountability at all. Yeah, competency. The Broncos, Zach, are suffering from a competency vacuum on the coaching level. When your most competent guy is Clint Kubiak. On the offensive side, you got a big, bad problem. And by the way, I know a lot of injuries have befallen that O-line, but Butch Berry, that experiment, a colossal failure. And you start going through this, it's like, at what point does George Payton not survive this? Like, he's presided over all this stuff, Zach. I think he deserves one more crack
1: at the uh, head coaching cycle. To pick another guy and, and with the understanding, George, your job is directly tied to whoever you hire. There's no more mulligans, no more honeymoon period. You win or you go the way of Nathaniel Hackett. Um, it's a tough decision. I don't think it reflects that much on George Payton yet. Like I said, no one really knew or could foresee how bad Nathaniel Hackett was going to be. And uh, I don't think that even George Payton, if he made the hire on an emotion because he liked Nathaniel Hackett the person, I don't think he could have ever seen the person uh, bleeding into the professional that Hackett is. And you mentioned Butch Berry; all he did was fill his staff with his boys. I mean, Butch Berry just announced these are guys taking up space, and all of Nathaniel Hackett's choices have been mistakes. Everything he touches turns to crap. He's King Midas in reverse. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna write a song called King Midas in Reverse. I'll remember that. I like that. That's from Uero, our show. I can't steal that, Chen. I'm not gonna claim credit for that. It's from what? Tony said that.
1: That's right. To Melfi. I'm not gonna. Claim
0: that's it. right. <laughs> well, that's okay. Still, you 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 brought it back, dude. Wero, yeah. what's up, brother? He says we keep, dude. You know what I watched right before? While the Broncos were uh, in the halftime, getting their gizzards handed to them, uh, I got on YouTube and I was watching some clips, and I watched the scene where Polly. Breaks into his, his ma's friend's apartment he and she, her with and him, she <laughs> catches him and, and, and starts getting all shrill. So he ends up uh, uh, pulling her card. Anyway, Wero, <laughs> what's up, bro? Her eyes are open too. Talk about gray characters, right? Because you love uh, Polly and you see him do something just so dastardly. You're like, how can I continue to root for, for Polly? But you still Wala. do, though. That's the amazing part. Uh, Wero says, We keep moving the goalpost on rock bottom because we keep reaching new levels of it. We've never seen before making Everett head coach won't change the offense. Agreed. The offense guys, it's not changing this year. This is, it is what it is. Now you might get it like an emotional lift or emotional. um, We'll put it this way, a physical improvement from an emotional like lifting of a burden because everybody's carrying this thing with Hackett right now. And they know his days are numbered. They know it's, it's one thing to not do well in your first year as a head coach. It's another to preside over, Literally, the, 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 the NFL's key embarrassment. Like, this is sad, dude. I mean, even the, the play callers now, they're like, you know, calling these games, the, the play-by-play guys in the color commentary, they're like, you know, Broncos fans deserve better than this. It's that bad when you're hearing that on a week-in on and week-out week basis. You do not survive that. Pull the plug, and that helps exercise the demon. I think it takes a lot of the pressure out of these guys, or off of these guys, so to speak, Zach.
1: Yeah, I mean it would also display to the the players that listen, guys, despite him being a rookie head coach, despite it being a little unprecedented to uh End his reign before his first year is up. We're going to do what's best for the team and we're going to hold people accountable in this building. And the longer you let that go, all the message that you're sending is we're tolerating this incompetency. We're tolerating being three and eight. We're tolerating losing to the Panthers and the Raiders and every other bad team on the docket. You got to rip the band aid off because it's only going to get worse from here on out.
0: Luke, thank you, brother. He says Hackett should get the pink slip Monday. At this point, at least an in interim can help inspire us to a few wins. The team that played today won't win against anyone, win or lose. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, brother. Luke Ellis, you're the man, big dog. Very generous of you. Um, Maybe – and that's what I mean. I don't think the coach himself is going to inspire them to new wins. It's just that that bad juju, whoa, is gone, you know, and that has uh, uh, medicinal effects in the positive on on the soul of this team. Deanna with number three, top rope tonight, throwing down. Thank Thank you so much. Hats off. Check it out. Thank you very much. She says, hit the like button and share on your way in. Uh, We need an interim head coach. Anyone is better than Hackett, MHH for Life. Seriously, Deanna, thank you. So, so, so generous of you. And as she says, guys, look, we have right now we have about just shy of a thousand people in the room on YouTube. Uh, about half of that on the different Facebook streams and we're sitting at 35 likes, but that's showing me on Facebook. I'm not sure what we're on on YouTube, but guys, if you're in the room with us, even if you don't agree with everything that comes out of our mouths you at least respect the effort, that's a small little thing you can do to help support us. Thanks for the reminder there, Deanna.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for your generosity. And I hope everyone understands even if they fire Hackett tomorrow and put an interim in there, this season doesn't matter anymore. It hasn't really mattered for quite a while now, for being honest, it's all about next year and seeing who stays and who goes. Uh, So don't expect if Everett takes over, for example, or Kubiak capers the Broncos to turn it around and have some strong, momentous end to their year. They are mired in probably the worst place they've been in since Peyton Manning retired and Nothing is gonna get him out of it this year.
0: Yeah, they're they're stuck this year. It is what it is. Eric Weber, appreciate you, big dog on Facebook. He says I'm boycotting the rest of the season. Totally unwatchable and unacceptable for Broncos country. Hoping and praying Walton Penner Group enacts some significant changes, and Mister Limited retires. So Eric's had enough. Hey, we'll still be here, bro. Come back when uh, when the um where The edge kind of falls off a little bit. Come back to us, okay? Simon, north of the 49th parallel, proving up there in Canada that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. Been with us a long time. He's a bona fide Super Chat superstar here at MHH, and he says, I'm blown away at how bad we are. I hate even thinking this, but considering the length of time that we are tied to Russ, should the Broncos look to trade PS2, for picks, what's the point of having an all-pro corner when the team is this bad, Zach? Because that all-pro corner is a big reason why the
1: Broncos are top five or were top five in a lot of top categories. And when you have a defense like that, you know, spearheaded by a linchpin like that, you're gonna keep yourself in a lot of ball games. I'm not forcing Sertan of all people on this roster to fall on the sword for Hackett, Russell Wilson, and the rest, the offensive line, whatever. If they just make slight improvements on offense they get a little better quarterback play they have better play calling a better offensive line better pass catchers you can easily have been this year easily have been this year at least nine and eight so i'm not gutting the team i'm not trading sertan he is going to be a superstar for years to come and they should retain him for as long as possible
0: thank you to jacob the silent one foster for throwing down some stars for us on facebook means a lot to us big dog thank you very very much um, Zach, you brought up something that is another one of these unfortunate, inconvenient in a kind of Al Gore kind of way. It's an inconvenient truth, all right? Might not be talking about global warming and Florida um, receding into the ocean, but it's kind of that bad for us in Broncos country, Zach, and that is these receivers cannot get separation. So you have this like weird combination and confluence of crap factors, which include, O-line is depleted and is not very good. Can't protect. Russell Wilson has seemed to have lost it, and he holds onto the ball too long and doesn't throw it away. And then you combine that, Zach, thanks, everybody. Appreciate you on Facebook. Zach, you combine that with wide receivers not getting separation, that's where you end up with, you know, uh, what what they finished with today, 10 points uh, on the road in a game where, let's see, they had red zone. They had four different – or pardon me, sorry – two different uh, red zone possessions what do you do about these wide receivers Nacho you're the man dude thank you buddy
1: it's tough when you don't have Judy and KJ Hamler you don't have Tim Tim Patrick to me was the biggest loss of the season for the Broncos you know even more so than Javante and Garrett Bowles Tim Patrick going down was almost a death knell for Russell Wilson in the passing game but you have younger players stepping up Jalen Virgil looked pretty good a couple games ago Brandon Johnson looked decent today kendall hinton i know you're not the biggest fan of him but for a number four number five number six guy he's not the worst it's no no no
0: that's where i like him i like him as that four or five guy and i do think he's for that guy he's great you yeah. saw the heart that he plays with but then the little things it's like make that play i know that it was a pointless uh, fourth down where it wasn't going to decide the game but catch that ball it wasn't a great ball but catch the ball kendall
1: he has no business playing the snaps that he's played this year because he should be a number four, five, six guy, not a, not a number you know one, two, three guy. It's just, I, I guess, coach. I'm a big Zakazani fan, but it seemed like they've regressed oh. the entire receiving core under his tutelage this year. They are not getting open. The balls are going through their hand. It's just, it's not the Broncos season. The ball has literally not bounced their way, Chad, from week one, and it's one of those things. I don't know what else to call
0: it. We have another hashtag state of being super chat. This is from Jay, who says, I'm from D.C. As a Broncos fan, I'm literally at my wits end. My girlfriend gave me a trash bag to put over my head, shake my chin up, big dog. We're here for you. We're here for each other. So um, this too shall pass. Chuck, hey, welcome. Thank you for that super chat. Chuck wagon says, guys going to finally admit that Russ is the problem. Prefer to lose the fraud QB than Hackett, and Purcell agrees. LOL. Um, go ahead, Zach.
1: I I think uh, Chuck, you're in the minority here. If you're, you know, I understand Russell Wilson is part of the problem. I'm not saying that it's all Nathaniel Hackett. Nothing is black and white, at least in my opinion, and. Even going back to last year with Fangio and the quarterbacking, it's never one thing. It's multiple things. I just think the number one thing on that list is not Russ. He's probably number two or number three behind the O-line. It's the coaching. It's 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 not just the offense. It's his management, situational awareness, his leadership abilities or lack thereof. I want a Brian Dayball on the sideline. I want a master tactician like Belichick on the sideline. I don't want a guy who's so afraid that he defers to everyone else and wants everyone's input, wants to be everyone's friend and hugs for all. And I love your smile, Melvin Gordon. There's been red flags and I've chose to ignore them because I did advocate for Hackett's hiring, but as a head coach of the entire team, not just the play caller, he has been capital B bad, but Russell Wilson as a quarterback, he's had his warts too. He's not playing nearly anything close to a $250 million quarterback. And he'd be the first one to probably tell you in private, but can you really succeed if you're a quarterback with Hackett being your play caller or coach with an offensive line that gives you less than half a second to drop back, no running game to speak of and receivers that can't get open or can't catch. What are you really supposed to do? So my opinion, I think Chad's opinion, a lot of other opinions is let's see one more year under Russell Wilson, because the Broncos are married to him. They're not necessarily married to Hackett. They're like dating him right now. Let's see what he can do. Russ with, one more head coach, a guy who's more in tune to his abilities and his talents, what he wants to do, and then go from there. That's the argument that we're making, but Russ also deserves a big share of the blame, Chad, for this season.
0: Michaela wants to know, and I agree, I agree, nothing you said uh, just now was wrong, 110%, and it just goes to show again why the Broncos are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here. Michaela wants to know, do you think Hackett is getting fired in season now? I think it'll be pretty hard to resist the temptation. After getting swept, Zach, by the Raiders, you're 0-3 in the division. you got three wins on the season. Uh, what is it now? Is it three straight losses? Either way. And then this embarrassment uh, on the road. I'm going to say I think they've, they just pull the plug to save a little face and just try and signal to the fan base that – we understand this is not the standard, and this is bad enough that we are going to actually do something about it, get back a little bit of goodwill. They took some steps toward to that end um, by cutting Melvin Gordon last week, but you know he, he was a symptom, uh, not necessarily the actual uh, virus, right? That uh, is plaguing this team. And even that was way too little
1: too late. They should have done that weeks ago, but Hackett hemmed and hawed and sat on that and got everyone's opinion, didn't want to upset his best friend, Melvin Gordon, and finally had to. I feel like they're going to either fire him tonight slash tomorrow, or they're going to wait till the end of the year. And I could see it going both ways. And Theo's making a guest appearance on the podcast.
0: Hey, sorry. Theo just broke into the office. Hey, say, say go Broncos. Say go Broncos. Huh, oh, cool. <laughs> Even he's checked out. Hey, say hi. Say hi. Hi. Say hello. Hi. Hey. Okay. Go find your mama. All right. Thanks for making the visit. <laughs> um, Theo Jensen, everybody. David Wilder. A great idea, he says, for a new T-shirt would be draft OL, OL, OL and OL. <laughs> yeah, baby. You ain't a kidding. Rock Chalk Broncos. The Broncos are in a nightmare scenario with Wilson's contract. Payton severely handcuffed this team. Not much hope till they can shed it after 2025. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey, hey, big fan for uh, years. Finally got my stars set up. Thank you, bro. We appreciate it. This is truly one of the lowest I've been. I feel you, dog. Uh, Pat says Jack Del Rio as head coach. Are you well? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it that you're serious, right? There was a time and a place where Jack Del Rio uh, had some cachet as a head coach, but I think mostly that time has passed, Zach.
1: If you're to go for a defensive mind, give me Dan Quinn, who at least has a personality, unlike Jack Del Rio. Yeah, I mean, y- you came, you saw, you conquered, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, uh, moving on from
0: Del Rio. Proud Pharisee in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you. He says, the team is broken. Hackett needs to be fired. I wish everyone listened to me when I called it week one. Yeah, that's the thing is when 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 the Broncos opted to pay Russ, it would have made a little bit more sense that they did that, Zach, sight unseen if he was walking into some sort of proven, stable coaching environment. But he didn't. He walked into a who's who of rookie first-timers, um, which kind of makes it even worse. Like, the farther we inched to the... Or the, I should say, the closer we inch to the end of the season, the less certain I am George Payton keeps his job because it's just been that bad. He's rubber-stamped so many of these... uh Oh, man, I just I just came up with the greatest metaphor that you would love, Zach, that has to do with a certain uh, somebody in a federal position that is retiring. I had it, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I know who you're talking about. Damian Clark Warren. So it's safe to say that the pundits and impatient fans have no clue. We got everything we asked for and looked worse than last season. Explain this. No one can, dude. No one can. Like, nobody on this planet saw it being bad. There's some people that thought they won't make the playoffs this first year, but Zach, go ahead.
1: No, I'm just laughing. I got to fix my camera. I got to turn the light on. So I'm going to hop out for like a second. Yeah, Scott no says I'm turning into Barney. I don't want it. Bad <laughs>
0: I feel like I licked a toad or something. I'm going <laughs> to hop off for just a okay, second. We'll, we'll keep her rolling. Right. Uh, so yeah, dude, no one saw this coming, Damian. that's the thing is like, uh, that's why on one hand, uh, the bigger part of me wants to forgive George Payton for this situation and give him one more swing at the plate because, I mean, there really was no empirical evidence, reason to suggest that Russell Wilson was going to go from pro bowl caliber guy to rookie. It's like, uh, it's like, there he is, there he is in the house. Uh, No one foresaw Russell Wilson uh, devolving to this, these depths, Zach.
1: No, at least of all me, I'll be the first one to admit that I was talking, you know, 11 wins minimum playoff appearance. We're going to beat Kansas city. I want Kansas city week one. I, I was making all those affirmations and all those predictions. And I've been getting it thrown back in my face for good reason, because he's looked like not even a rookie quarterback. There's been rookie quarterbacks that have been way more effective than Russell Wilson. He looks like a broken damage going through the motions, wounded quarterback and man you have to wonder what's really going on in Russ's personal life is it really that bad can it be that bad because I think it's affecting his play now or has
0: proud Pharisee second long-term problem is the Broncos conditioning coach something nefarious going on with all these injuries Hackett was a genius for preseason play I don't know about that I think it in a weird kind of it's counterintuitive in a weird way I think it kind of contributed to it in some sense but it sounds like even George Payton is realizing something's got to change on the strength and conditioning they're going to quote unquote evaluate that look at that in the offseason Zach Mike Reno says the Saints were kind of a clown show when Payton took over but getting Drew was a great thing for that team it sure was and that you know really greased the wheels obviously for Sean Payton in New Orleans but it didn't happen overnight all right the the New Orleans Saints what was that Zach 2007 I think is the first year, uh, where that Drew Brees was in New Orleans. It might have been oh six. it was oh six, um, but they didn't win. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, hold on now. Did he miss a season after that grievous injury, the shoulder injury? Against- I'm actually on the stats right now. Yeah, yeah. he was in um, New Orleans in oh six. Okay, so oh six, oh seven, oh eight. What was the what was the record, Zach? You're there. Not uh, Super 06, Bowls. 10 and, 10 and six, seven and nine, eight and eight. So average, right? And then 2009, it all comes together. And from then on out, they were, for the most part, there's a couple of regress years, but they were mostly a juggernaut. Um, and yeah, I read the, the uh, Drew Brees biography. It was a good read. I love reading sports books about uh, excellent players and coaches and all that stuff. And one thing I learned is that Sean Payton is as good of a salesman, Zach, as he is a coach. Let me tell you that because uh, it, was no, it was not a no-brainer going to New Orleans, even for a guy like Breeze, who was looking for a new home, looking for a team that would treat him like the, I'll I'll use some uh, Joe Flacco verbiage here, understood starter, okay? But to go into a place that had been ripped apart by Katrina uh, as you're landing, basically, and stepping foot in New Orleans, Sean Payton is a good salesman. Trust on that.
1: He's an excellent football coach, and I don't know if the point is being made that Drew Breeze helped his success there, but the difference is this. When Breeze got to New Orleans, he was 27 years old. When Russell Wilson got to Denver, he was 33 going on 34. So you had way more of a a future with Drew Breeze, and you found him the right head coach. And I don't know that it would ever lead with the Russell Wilson that we've seen so far if it's going to lead the Broncos to a championship in the future, but it can damn sure lead the Broncos back to competency, you know, average, 9-8, and and 10-7, a wild card appearance, whatever. That would be a gigantic upgrade from anything we've seen in a half decade now. But you got to find the right coach to pair with him. But the question then becomes again, Chad, can you fix him? Is he fixable or is he Mm -hmm. a lost cause? That's the problem.
0: It's totally possible that Sean Payton doesn't view Russell Wilson as being fixable and says, thanks, but no thanks. Um, I hope not. I hope I'm wrong but it's definitely in the realm of possibility. Proud Pharisee, who's more irrelevant, Hackett or Outen? (laughs) That's a damn good question, dude. That's a damn good question. Outen probably, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was uh, not even calling plays as the OC. No one really even knows what he does. It reminds me of uh, Wedding Crashers. What's he doing back there? You know, Ma, Meatloaf. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and then when Hackett had his play calling stripped from him, they didn't even give it to Alton. They gave it to Clint Kubiak. So I, I don't know why Alton was – I mean, I do know, but I don't know what he does to justify a weekly paycheck. Uh, Mja,
0: 2873, good to see you, my friend, says – uh. The only football I'm watching now is the World Cup. We call that soccer in America. I'm just kidding. You know this. Uh, the Broncos are finished. Time to rebuild. James Moss, team is undisciplined. It's my assumption Hackett never had the locker room. They don't believe in each other, and worse, they don't believe in themselves. Uh, I got nothing, Andrew Lampy says on Facebook. Thank you, guys, for the support, by the way. He says, still appreciate you your guys' hard work during these tough times. Heads up. Keep your heads up, Broncos country, is what he's saying. Um, Kiki, I'm not sure. I, I want to be careful using whatever that handle is. I genuinely believe this isn't all on Russ. Our uh, rec- receivers are not good, and our O-line is horrible. I just don't believe Russ is declining. He had the best season of his career two years ago. That's a fair point, Zach. We're not far removed from his 40-touchdown season.
1: Yeah, I mean, players can decline fast, but all he had was that, before Denver, that finger injury, and we all thought it was a fluke, and he moved on, and he actually posted much better stats in the final few games of his Seahawks tenure than he has to date with the Broncos. Uh, I don't know. We all thought we weren't going to get Peyton Manning, Chad. And, you know, to the previous point about Peyton, we're never going to get Drew Brees. They're different quarterbacks. We have different standards for him, but I didn't think he falls fall so short of the mark where he looks like such a replaceable, jag, broken quarterback. I don't know another word other than broken.
0: Uh, Kalia, throwing down a super chat for Theo. Very kind. Theo appreciates it. That's the first five bucks that goes into his college fund. Thank you very much. Um, she says, I'm done watching till Hackett and his do-nothing buddy is gone. Rogers is missing them. So she's talking also about Outen and uh, his irrelevancy here. Um, I think they miss Luke Getzey more than Hackett. Mm-hmm. Honestly,
1: I think what Getzey showing in Chicago with Justin Fields, I think he was a pretty innovative mind. And Rogers is also breaking down. So, whatever way the Broncos would have went if they would have landed a Rod, they would have gotten maybe a declining quarterback. If they got, obviously, if they got Russell Wilson, now he looks like he's a declining quarterback. So that's what happens when you rent franchise quarterbacks and never draft one and develop one on your own.
0: Keith Flores, thank you, buddy. He says, what do you guys think about bringing in Kellen Moore, Zach? So this would be another swing on a first-time head coach. You have some knowledge on this guy. You covered him for a couple of two, three years, whatever it was. What do you think? Um, Based on what I've seen from Kellen Moore,
1: and, and the Cowboys offense is pretty much humming since Dak got back, and they're utilizing all their skill position players. He puts players in good positions, and he has really innovative play calling. The thing with him, though, is the thing with Hackett. Is that he outsmarts himself? He gets way too cute at the worst time, and uh, what should have been a simple, you know, two-yard run on third and one becomes a, you know, a shotgun with five wide. It, it, you don't need that overthinking. You need simple, basic, elementary football. I don't know that George Payton would go to the rookie well again. You know, you can't fault him for VJ. But you can't fault him for Vic Fangio. You can fault Peyton for Nathaniel Hackett. All of them have first-time ties. That's what binds them together. I don't think he can afford Peyton to go for another first-timer.
0: We have another extremely generous super chat from our good friend Ethan across the pond. You're a prince, brother. Thank you so much. You know we love you, big dog. He says, Russell Wilson's take. Thank you. This is good on his exchange with Purcell. Quote, Mike and I are on the same page. This is a, according to Parker Gabriel of the Denver Post. Nice. Good job citing. And and that's this is good fundamentals. Internalizing. He came off after he kicked the field goal, and he was pissed off. Uh, He said, we've got to freaking go. I agreed. There's no animosity. We've got to win. So it might have been something like uh, he's coming off the field, right? And Russ says, uh, let's go. Let's go, Mike. And Mike said, something like yeah let's freaking go russ yeah you know something like that i don't know but russ is always going to play it down no matter what it is he's going to play it down so um but yeah this is going to make for a nice article zach i've even got the tweet ready to roll for uh embedding i mean it's going to crush robert oddison uh actually your your response to ethan
1: you know, Russell didn't look that fired up from what Purcell was trying to do. Like if that was trying to light a fire or energize him, it seemed like it was just, again, frustration coming out. And I know everyone can relate to this, whether it's, with your a parent or in a relationship or a child. Sometimes you scream at someone because you have so much, you're just so frustrated with them. You don't hate them. You don't, you're not angry. You're just frustrated. I think that was coming out with Mike Purcell. Again, the defense has done everything they can do up until this point to keep the Broncos afloat. And he's saying, come on, man, we're giving you another opportunity. Let's go, let's go, let's go show some fire. Let's get going. And it didn't work. He, He wasn't receptive at all. I don't know that he actually said that.
0: Robert, thank you, buddy. I got nothing, guys, just sending a little love. Everyone keep supporting your priests. Team looks like the teams of the 60s. Yeah, hard to watch. Hashtag MHH. Appreciate you, bud. Matt Martinez, this game was bad, but I do understand we had lots of injuries, and I think we should get Kellen Moore and keep Azuro Evero. Love, MHH. Love from northern New Mexico. Awesome, dude. Glad. uh, Thanks for checking in. We always love hearing where people are, right, in the, in the world. So that's very cool. Uh, George Fox on Facebook. Russ needs to change his passes. They're too low. I know the line's not good, but neither is Russ. Denver Brocks for Life, MHA's for Life. Yeah, well, the, the commentary staff, the play-by-play guys, made a good comment, which is the Panthers did a good job with their um, game prep, even against a newer play caller of Clint Kubiak, Zach. They knew exactly where to set up to tip those passes. I don't really think it was a matter of Russ's height or his release point. It was a matter of they've become so predictable that they can just set up shop and know when to jump and tip that pass.
1: And this is why it also falls on Russell Wilson, because you changed the play caller. You know, you take it away from Hackett, put it in Kubiak's hands, and Russell Wilson still looks as ineffective. So it's not hard to key in on that when you know Russell Wilson's tendencies. The Panthers had a good defense coming in. We all talked about that. We thought it would be a defensive kind of slugfest like every other game is. But to not do more than three points on a garbage time touchdown against a team that is completely checked out on an interim coach in a half-empty home stadium, what more needs to be said? And that commentator comment, Chad, like you referenced, we talked about earlier when a national broadcaster who has no bias, allegiance, loyalty to the Broncos, not being paid by them, anything, says Broncos fans deserve better. If there's ever an indictment from a non-media member, player, fan, whatever, that is the biggest one I've heard about Hackett
0: so far. Naj, number three tonight. We love you, big dog. And we look forward to seeing you again in the not-too-distant future at the next MHH meet and greet. This man is as dedicated and hardcore of a Broncos fan as I've ever met and as locked in to this community as anybody making the trip from back East two years in a row to be present for the meet and greet. We love you. Big dog says to me, Peyton allowing Hackett to build such an inexperienced coaching staff. That's on Peyton to think we can't identify anyone on this staff to be an interim is comical. The owners must do something now to save face. I do agree with that. Um, I don't think, Nathaniel Hackett is still this team's head coach this time tomorrow, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We'll see f- when, we recir- you know, when we circle back for the aftermath episode, Zach, but I think that was it.
1: The thing is, though, most uh, coaches, even first-timers, I'm pretty sure they get to pick their own uh, staff. Their own assistance. I'm I'm sure the GM, of course, has some input there, but it seemed like George Payton gave Nathaniel Hackett a fairly free hand, and that's not out of the norm. So it's another thing if you are a detractor right now of George Payton, you want to lump onto the uh the list to mark against him. But again, I don't think that he could have foreseen Hackett or his hires like Butch Barry, and whoever, being this catastrophically
0: bad. Guys, we're uh about out of time, we're well over the one hour mark, and there are fish that have to be fried. We got to get some articles up at the at the website, so get them in quick. We'll do our best to get to as many more as we can before we sign off for tonight. David says the equipment manager could do better than Hackett is doing right now. Fire Hackett tonight. Proud Pharisee says low key, you guys know your stuff and should be on radio spot on about so many points. Uh, yeah, we we tried our hand at that. We didn't really care for it, to be frank with you. Uh, Hayden. It, yeah, thank you, bud. Hayden Presley, living in KC has been hard as a Broncos fan. Another hashtag State of Being member right here. My friends and family are trying to make me a Chiefs fan, and I see how much fun they have. Yeah, it's hard. Uh I'm sure it can be hard to resist that temptation, my friend. So kudos to you. But the good times, they shall, they, this too shall pass. All right. It it shall pass. Kudos says, Glad I slept through the game. Woke up laughing. Shake my head. You hear the you hear the phrase woke up screaming? Imagine kudos. He's like, Sleeping and then he just wakes up cackling in laughter and laughter, looks at the TV and he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, now I know. Kudos, thank you. Yeah, the Broncos were on today. What a laughing stock. Did we get uh, Tell It Like It Is? Low Mill, thank you. Appreciate that, my friend. Um, shout out to Tell It Like It Is, threw down a very generous super chat too. Um, let me see, I'm, I'm just doing one last circle back here. Uh, Mark Knapp says, Can't, Can we just cut Wilson? No. Well, yeah, you could. Uh, and you would eat many hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, maybe not many hundreds, but you would eat. I don't have the contract right up in front of me. Lots and lots and lots of dollars in dead caps. So plus you just gave up so many draft picks and you can't. You're, what you're going to do is you're going to take a chance on the assumption that a different coach can get better results. Deanna, wow. Throwing down tonight. So, so uh, grateful. Thank you very Thank much, you. my friend. She says, we need an O-line. I keep saying this. Wilson isn't playing good. Hoping for our sake we get a real coach and Wilson snaps back. Still love my Broncos, Zach, but dang. I mean, I've been saying that at least at right tackle
1: and uh, maybe guard for quite a while now. They cannot ne- keep neglecting it because it won't matter who you have back there. We just talked about the Chiefs briefly. If Mahomes was behind this Broncos O line, I don't think it'd be all that much better. And I'm one of the bigger Mahomes fans on the planet. Um, it's just if you can't protect the quarterback, you're not going to win many football games. So Peyton learned his lesson the hard way. Two hundred and fifty million dollar lesson is you have a quarterback now that you're tied to do everything possible to protect him. A recent example, Chad, is uh, the uh, the Bengals with Burrow. They drafted a quarterback. Number one. He got hurt because of the O-line. They went out and signed like three different starters that offseason. you got to do what you got to do. Same thing with Mahomes. They've retooled that entire O-line after the Super Bowl. It's what you got to do when you have a franchise quarterback, even one like Russell Wilson.
0: Jeffrey on Facebook. I got a hundred bucks for the first reporter to ask Russ to be a team player and voluntarily restructure his contract. Well, well said, dude. Uh our producer, Mr. Producer himself, Scott Kennedy, aka Skinnedy, is uh, doing some research for us. 107 million dollars. That's 107 comma zero 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 comma zero 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 in dead cap next year for Russell Wilson so if you cut him that's your dead cap next year that's almost half your freaking cap dude 85 million Zach in 2024 so the, there's no way the Broncos can cut Russell Wilson guys just so you know not this I'm I shouldn't even have to tell you this you guys should know this um and I'm sure you do know this but just in case that was an earnest question about can we just cut Russ, hopefully now you understand, <coughs> pardon me, uh, the realities of why you can't do that.
1: And something else that can't happen, that reporter will not ask that question because he'll get his credential yanked really quickly. So it's it's unfortunate. You know, you, you want to know the, the tough questions, the tough answers, but they don't get asked. And uh, it's the world, the environment
0: that we live in. Um. With that, guys, we got to get going. If we missed one of your super chats or or star comments, uh, forgive us. It's been a very busy chat, very uh, explosive conversation tonight. I've had a blast talking with you all and helping to get this stuff off our chest. We got the hormones flowing very close uh, to the surface tonight. We're exercising the demons here on the gut reaction, but we'll be back, of course, tomorrow. We're going to do our our, uh, sign-offs here.
1: Oh, oh, we got yeah. tell, hey, it like, it tell is. like it is. $20 super. Thank one
0: you. La- one last thing, Zach, before, before you do the rundown. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind everybody, okay, we launched a TikTok account over the weekend. So go, I, pu- I put the link in the, in the chat. I'll do it again, and I'll, I'll even link it on uh, our YouTube page after the fact. But uh, go follow us, Mile High Huddle new account on uh, TikTok, because we got some big plans for that platform moving forward. You guys, honestly, you really are the best
1: part of the last, for me speaking, the last six years. I mean, coming on here... Three nights a week after every game, every situation, incident, whatever that's going on with the Broncos and talking with y'all, interacting with y'all, it's truly a blast. And Chad and I could not feel more blessed for having the chance to do so. So appreciate you guys always. That was though the gut reaction podcast of the Broncos latest loss this time at the hands of the Carolina Panthers. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account at mile high huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen and myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some dope freaking merch like Chad's rocking right now, I'm rocking right now, go to huddleuppod.com and check out the inventory. I promise y'all will not be disappointed. If you haven't, please go to facebook.com slash huddlepod, Like that page, follow that page. And if you haven't as well, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, please, guys, as you see, Ticking below you subscribe like and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more of Broncos country
0: just like you. Amen. Um, Shout out to all the great Super Chat superstars and star supporters tonight. So many. I don't know. We'd be on here another 15 minutes, but I'm going to do it. OK, maybe not 15 minutes, but Chris chances, Diamond Rattler, Ryan slavic Jonathan Peterson, Deanna, uh, jesse chris hernandez patriot text Jordan, the sith lord mall wero ray j Naj, love you big dog david wilder keith flores larry wesley victor t zeus mcpeak luke ellis simon fractalized jay the cfo official uh, chuck wagon michaela israel chef jeff, uh, jeff Hepner, rock chalk broncos proud pharisee damian clark warren ethan the dwi guys uh, let's see, MJ two eight seven three, uh, Kiki Bass, uh, Robert Ottison, Matt Martinez, Hayden Presley. Kudos, uh, Kalia or Kala, Ka- 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 Kyla. Kyla, Kyla. I'm screwing it up, but thank you. Uh, low Mill, tell it like it is. And Facebook's not pulling up, but if you were a, a Facebook throw down, some stars. If you did that today, uh, love you, appreciate you. We will see you tomorrow night. Don't forget to follow the new Mile High Huddle account on TikTok.
1: Yeah, Nacho Fernandez, appreciate the stars, man. Uh, thanks, thank you for tuning in with us. As always, again, that was the Gut Reaction Podcast. We're back on tomorrow evening with the Aftermath episode. Have a good to great rest of your Sunday, if you could bear. Put the Broncos aside. Enjoy downtime with your friends and your family. Take care, and as always, go Broncos.
0: Head on over to MileHighHuddle.com for all things Broncos.